Welcome to Inspiring Stories from American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about the Civil War. The Civil War, complex in its origins, was fought over more issues than slavery, although that certainly was the most visible and emotional one. That is at least one reason why, despite the fact that evangelicals were in the forefront of the abolitionist movement, Christian believers were on both sides of the conflict. Dividing friends, families, and churches, the war tore the fabric of society and visited unbelievable carnage on a nation yet to celebrate its centennial. A West Point graduate, Jefferson Davis was a soldier in the Mexican War before becoming a congressman from Mississippi. He also served as the U.S. Secretary of War under President Franklin Pierce and as a United States Senator. There came a time, however, when he broke away from the Union because of his convictions about states' rights and slavery. Just before assuming the presidency of the Confederate States of America, Davis wrote a poignant letter to his close companion, Franklin Pierce, informing him that their friendship was about to enter a most difficult period. Washington, D.C., January 20, 1861 My dear friend, I have often and sadly turned my thoughts to you during the troublous times through which we have been passing, and now I come to the hard task of announcing to you that the hour is at hand which closes my connection with the United States. For the independence and union of which my father bled, and in the service of which I have sought to emulate the example he set for my guidance. Mississippi, not as a matter of choice but of necessity, has resolved to enter on the trial of secession. Those who have driven her to this alternative threaten to deprive her of the right to require that her government shall rest on the consent of the governed, to substitute foreign force for domestic support, to reduce a state to the condition from which the colony rose. In the attempt to avoid the issue which has been joined by the country, the present administration has complicated and precipitated the question. Even now, if the duty to preserve the public property was rationally regarded, the probable collision at Charleston would be avoided. Security far better than any which the federal troops can give might be obtained in consideration of the little garrison of Fort Sumter. If the disavowal of any purpose to coerce South Carolina be sincere, the possession of a work to command the harbor is worse than useless. When Lincoln comes in, he will have but to continue in the path of his predecessor to inaugurate a civil war and leave a soi-disant democratic administration responsible for the fact. General Caleb Cushing was here last week, 
and when we parted, it seemed like taking a last leave of a brother. I leave immediately for Mississippi, and know not what may devolve upon me after my return. Civil war has only horror for me, but whatever circumstances demand shall be met as a duty, and I trust be so discharged that you will not be ashamed of our former connection or cease to be my friend. I had hoped this summer to have had an opportunity to see you and Mrs. Pierce and to have shown to you our children. Mrs. Davis was sorely disappointed when we turned southward without seeing you. I believe she wrote to Mrs. Pierce in explanation of the circumstances which prevented us from executing our cherished plan of a visit to you when we should leave West Point. Mrs. Davis joins me in kindest remembrance to Mrs. Pierce and the expression of the hope that we may yet have you both at our country home. Do me the favor to write to me often. May God bless you is ever the prayer of your friend, Jefferson Davis. Thank you for joining me for Inspiring Stories from American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.